Well, hello once again. I'm Dr. Dave Martin, your host for Positive Leadership, and I'm back with another episode on emotional intelligence. We've been talking about how a leader can improve their own emotional intelligence by focusing on improving the various components that make up emotional intelligence. In this episode, we're going to take a look at what it takes to improve your own internal motivation. You know, most of us, sometime during our life, have found ourselves in situations where it was just all we could do to get out of bed in the morning to go to work. We may not have absolutely hated our jobs, but we found ourselves either working for a toxic boss or for one that was just simply really indifferent. It was almost like they didn't care whether we existed or not. We were just another link in the chain that was needed to get the work done. If you've never experienced that kind of work, all I can say is, I am really jealous. But for most of us, if we were honest, we have to say that we've experienced either a difficult or toxic boss, or more often the case, a supervisor just seems indifferent at some time during our life. It seems that they didn't have the motivation to do the work themselves. And if your boss doesn't have the motivation to lead you, how in the world can they expect you to be motivated? At best, it's pretty hypocritical for a boss not to be motivated and yet ask you to be somehow motivated. That's a pretty tough sell. The point here is that if you find yourself in a leadership position, it's actually important that you must have the internal motivation to do your task as a leader or manager. If you don't find yourself motivated, it's all but impossible to motivate your staff. You'll find yourself in an office or a work center that just sucks the life out of everyone. Oh, everyone will come to work, but a general malaise will fall over the organization. And in this scenario, people will just do the minimum work to get the job done. And at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, wherever the end of the day work release comes, if you're still in the office, you'll find that you're the one locking up. I witnessed this situation firsthand when I worked at a specific Air Force agency back in the mid-1980s. It was one of these small agencies that the United States Air Force puts together to act as independent consultants for various parts of the Air Force. The specific missions of these particular agencies is to take a look at large-scale organizational-wide challenges that the Air Force has and then looking at specific answers to the wide-ranging challenges. They could probably be best described as the Air Force's answer to McKinsey and Company or Deloitte and Touche. Well, when I arrived at this particular agency, the director was an Air Force colonel who was the poster child for a seasoned motivator. He knew how to motivate everybody into giving their absolute best to the specific project that they were working on. He would listen intently to them, and he would let you describe your work on your particular study and how you were approaching it. Then he would ask probing questions to get you to think about your approach, and then he would offer guidance on where to go and who to interview to get insights to your particular problem. Seemed like he knew everybody in the Air Force. By the end of his discussion with you, he made you feel like solving your particular challenge was the most important thing for the Air Force. The result of these motivational speeches? Most evenings, 
people would work until 8 or 9 o'clock in the evening on their projects, even though the director and the division chiefs never asked us to stay late. It's just that everyone was so motivated by these little cubicle talks that they felt that they were solving the most important Air Force issues of the day. And indeed, some of them were. But after the first agency director that I worked with moved on, he was replaced by a colonel who was from the local area, and this was his retirement assignment. As he was a local boy, he just loved to hunt and fish. And a lot of afternoons, that's where he was very early in the afternoon. He had no internal motivation to maintain the same level of excellence as the first colonel that I worked for, and the results were quite predictable. Productivity suffered immensely, and if you were at the office past 4 p.m., chances were you were locking the doors behind you. The sad result of working for this unmotivated colonel was that the entire agency suffered. Fewer studies were completed, and the ones that were completed were of significantly lower quality than before. And it got to the point where senior Air Force leadership at very high levels began to question the value of even having this agency around at all. I tell you this personal story specifically to illustrate how important internal motivation is to a leader. As a leader, you're no longer responsible for yourself, but for your entire unit, your branch, division, or other organizational unit. Your ability to lead and guide others has become an important part of your daily routine. And if you haven't found a proper internal motivation to get you up and to be really enthusiastic about your day, well, let's just say your emotions will certainly rub off on your workforce. And if you're not motivated, how in the world do you expect your workforce to be motivated? Okay, so we've established the importance of this internal motivation, but what are the keys to unlocking your own internal motivation? Well, there have been many theories handed down throughout the past few decades. I've read and I've studied all different types of theories about internal motivation, but there are two that really stick out for me personally. And I also think that they really pass the test of time. I think that any leader that applies these two theories of motivation should find that they indeed will have the right internal motivation to go to work, to lead and motivate others. So I want to start with a business consultant who has actually arrived quite recently on the motivational speaker circuit, and his name is Simon Sinek. Now, Simon has written a number of books about modern leadership. The one I want to focus on here is his book called Start With Why. In this book, Simon talks about a very, very important subject, and that is the need for an organization to find their why. That means the organization needs to find out what motivates them. What is it that their leaders get excited about in the morning? I think the important theory of motivation applies not only to organizations, but to individual leaders themselves. Before you can really be an effective, motivated leader, you know, the one who can really lead and inspire people, you have to know your own why. What is it that excites you? What are you really passionate about? And if you don't know the answer to this question, it's probably going to be hard for you to sustain any kind of enthusiastic drive at your workplace. Your workforce will quickly pick up on that, and you'll find it hard to motivate your staff if they know you're not very motivated. Now, Simon Sinek's work on finding our why is important, but 
Throughout the years, another work that I have come across with is what I believe is a defining work on intrinsic or internal motivation. You know, that internal motivation that we all need to keep ourselves performing at our very best. This is a very well-known business consultant. His name is Daniel Pink. And in his book, simply titled Drive, Daniel has clearly spelled out what we all need for good internal motivation. He uses a simple acronym so that we can remember it, and he dubs it AMP. That stands for Autonomy, Mastery, and Purpose. Daniel talks about what he calls the 21st century concept that he calls Motivation 3.0, which is the self-determination theory. This theory says that all human beings have this innate drive to be autonomous, self-determined, and connected. He goes on to talk about the three elements of this theory, and that is autonomy, mastery, and purpose. The idea of having autonomy is this idea that we all need freedom to accomplish our tasks at hand, ourselves. That is, we all have a strong desire to be self-directed. Mastery is this idea that we have a constant striving to get better and better at what we do. And purpose is this desire that we have to serve something bigger than ourselves. Daniel Pink puts forth the argument that to get the best out of people as leaders, we have to appeal to these three elements of intrinsic or internal motivation. Now, I want to take this whole idea of AMP, autonomy, mastery, and purpose, and apply it to the emotional intelligence needed for a leader. If you accept the self-determination theory to be what drives people, and I do, it's just as important for leaders to have autonomy, mastery, and purpose as it is for anyone else. In fact, I would argue that it's more important for leaders to have a great deal of autonomy, mastery, and a sense of purpose over their position because their internal motivation, or lack thereof, has a real multiplying effect throughout the entire organization that they lead. What are the practical implications of this concept? If you're in a leadership role, it's very important that you have the freedom to do the task at hand, which is to lead people, and that you have developed a real sense of what leadership is all about through your own mastery of the leadership tradecraft, and that the organization you're working for provides you with a great sense of purpose for fulfilling your role as a leader. This is where the role of the chief executive officer or other top leading executive of any agency is so essential. Senior leadership sets the tone for all three of these elements. I repeat, senior leadership sets the tone for all three elements, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. As an astute observer of leadership in both military and civilian organizations, I have seen this play out in all different types of organizations. And from the many decades that I've been involved in organizational leadership, I can tell you that over and over again, I have seen this idea of intrinsic motivation in a leader play out. When the senior leader of an organization does not intentionally give their subordinate leaders the autonomy to do their jobs, to ensure that their subordinate leaders have proper leadership training, and give them a real sense of purpose. 
the entire organization falls into a kind of general malaise. Things will get done, but it's almost impossible to ask anybody in the organization to go above and beyond what is expected of them. In fact, just the opposite occurs. Morale is generally low and turnover is high, and those with any kind of talent at all will leave the organization in search of a better place to work, and the rest of the workforce will just simply mark time. So how can seniors know if they're providing such an environment or not? Well, it all comes back to self-awareness. If you're truly interested in knowing the motivational temperature of your work environment and how to improve it, it's important to seek feedback from your workforce and then be willing to act on the suggestions that they have for improvement. Now, I think the best place to see internal motivation at work is within the U.S. Navy SEALs. Now, there's a lot of horror stories that go around about SEAL training and and how hard it is. But the fact is that once a person becomes a SEAL and gets past the SEAL training and is in an active SEAL unit, the various SEAL unit leadership has quite a bit of autonomy, is constantly developing the mastery of their tradecraft, and has a real sense of purpose. And in fact, their sense of purpose is legendary. And that's one of the reasons that SEALs typically have such a high level of success in all of their endeavors. Your internal motivation as a leader is vital to you leading your team. I just can't stress that enough. But Dave, you protest, I'm just not in a situation where I have that kind of autonomy or mastery or even a sense of purpose. If that's so, and you're determined to be a leader in spite of this type of work environment, may I suggest some tough medicine, some tough love. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to tell you that perhaps, just perhaps, you may want to look at planning an exit strategy to go to an organization where you can have the autonomy to be a leader. You have the ability to develop your tradecraft as a leader. And you are in an organization that gives you a good sense of purpose. This may not be what you want to hear. And I will acknowledge, it certainly is harder to do in some organization than others. But you will find it difficult, if not impossible, to maintain your level of internal leadership motivation to lead others without these three essential elements of intrinsic motivation, autonomy to lead, mastery of the leadership tradecraft, and a keen sense of purpose in your workplace. Emotional intelligence for leaders requires that leaders themselves come to the workplace with a strong sense of their own internal motivation, their own drive. And again, that requires having the freedom to lead, the ability to continue to master your leadership tradecraft, and a strong sense of purpose that the work you are doing is meaningful. Without these three elements, it's almost impossible to provide your organization with inspirational leadership. Well, that's all I have for you today. Please join me on our next podcast where we'll talk about how to improve your empathy and compassion, which is another core element of emotional intelligence. For now, I'm Dr. Dave Martin, your host for Positive Leadership, and I'll be talking to you again real soon.